0: Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. When this podcast episode goes live, it will be early February of 2024. Early February is a time that juniors need to sit up straight in their chairs and pay attention because you are going to ask a couple of teachers for letters of recommendation in a couple of months. Before that happens, you need to have built a relationship with them that is a little bit different from the relationship that they have from all of their other quote-unquote favorite students. So if you're listening to this podcast, I can already trust that you are an ambitious student, that you care about doing well in college admissions, that you are someone who who is going to have a great relationship with your teacher. You're someone who's going to do well in school. You're probably going to get great grades, great test scores, and you're going to get the standard letter of recommendation for these great students, right? What I have to tell you, though, is something that I've already shared on this podcast. About a year and a half ago, in 2022, it was episode 85 of season two, which came out on June 13th of 2022. That episode is called How to Get Outstanding Letters of Recommendation. And to be honest, I went into more detail in that episode than I'm going to today in exactly how you need to go about getting that kind of letter of recommendation that you need, both from your two core teachers and also from your guidance counselor in your school. Today, I want to remind you how critical that is, and I want this episode to be timely. So that all of my juniors, which I have more juniors this year than I have had in previous years, I've got a lot of students from the Ivy League Challenge who are in grade 11 right now, and I want this episode to be kind of a reminder for you and educational for the rest of you. If you're not already in my course, you don't know this, listening to my podcast should help you tremendously to get into the college that you want to go to, and so that's why I'm making this announcement at this time. In that podcast episode, I teach you... That actually, letters of recommendation, even from teachers that you love, even from great writer teachers, right? English teachers and humanities teachers that are just known for being excellent writers and being very thoughtful people. Even among those teachers, I can tell you from the experience that only comes from doing this for many, many years, I have written too many letters of recommendation to keep track of. And I have read even more than that because I was the guidance counselor before in a different school. And as those of you who listen to this podcast already know, I've taught on three different continents. I've taught in lots of different school settings. I've taught with the IB, with international schools, with private schools, with public schools. And I can tell you that the vast majority, and we're not even talking 90%, we're talking 99% of the letters of recommendation that come in, even for those students who are the favorite students of the teacher. 90 plus, up to 99% of these letters of recommendation sound very similar. And if you want to get a really great letter of recommendation, now's the time to go back and listen to that podcast episode that I just told you about, how to get outstanding letters of recommendation, and begin taking action, okay? So what does that mean? I'll remind you here. Why do I say that all these letters look the same? Well, let me tell you what they sound like. It is the teacher saying, to whom it may concern, I have been teaching so-and-so for two years, and currently I have this student in my, you know, AP Biology class or AP U.S. History class, whatever it may be. I love working with this student because they always show up on time. They're always prepared for class. They read the material ahead of time. They ask great questions during class. They help out their classmates. The entire classroom is a better place because the student is here, and you would be lucky to have them on your campus right? Some version of that letter is what teachers write for their favorite students, for the best students. And I'm assuming that anyone who listens to this podcast in their free time is one of those students that's going to get that kind of letter of recommendation. I'm sorry, but that is a really boring letter of recommendation. If you're a admissions officer at a highly selective college and you're getting only letters of recommendation in the 2000 applicants that you read through, All of the 2000 applications that you read are from these really ambitious students that teachers really love, right? But teachers get no training on how to write meaningful letters of recommendation. Teachers don't know how to write in a way that stands out, that helps their students stand out. And they have the best of intentions. They want to write, hey, you should really accept this person. She is outstanding. That's what they're trying to write. And it comes across as This student is just like everyone else who's applying to your school. So how do you bust that? How do you break that? Well, because teachers don't receive any kind of training on how to write letters of recommendation, the vast majority do not, and some of the training that they receive is not very helpful, you need to, as a student, ensure that you get the right things onto that letter. There are two ways that you can ensure this and two tasks that you need to make sure that you're on top of. One of those tasks needs to happen now. The other one, of course, will happen later after you ask for that letter of recommendation. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But the task that needs to happen now is you need to have a meaningful conversation with your teacher, a meaningful conversation that goes outside of the boundaries of academia. OK, so if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, one of my very first podcast episodes was how to get great grades. And one of the things that I encourage you to do is to build a relationship with your teacher. After exams, go back to the teacher, even if it's just for two or three minutes right before class or right after class, go back to the teacher and say, I got this, I did this well, I missed this, I have a question about that, and just kind of build that relationship with your teacher. Even if you haven't been doing that, which it's great if you have, even if you haven't, it's not too late to build a relationship. But if you have, then fantastic. You're set up even more for success with this strategy. All right. The next thing that you need to do, the thing that is important right now during your junior year, is you need to choose the people that are going to write your letter of recommendation. One of those teachers should come from the STEM subjects, math or science, and the other teacher should come from humanities. And that can be English or humanities. So economics, history, social studies, English. English literature, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so your letters of recommendation need to come from two core subject teachers that like and can vouch for you. So think about which teachers you're going to request to write those letters of recommendation and listen to my podcast from a year and a half ago, listen to the whole thing. And in that podcast, I tell you how to do this, but you need to write a letter, an email of gratitude to each of those two teachers. And be very specific in that email. It doesn't have to be long. It's just the first paragraph is maybe three sentences. And it says, thank you, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so for clearly caring deeply about teaching this subject. It's so we're so lucky to have you as a teacher yesterday when you taught X, I really thought about Y and it made me go and do Z, right? You kind of this very simple two or three sentence paragraph that says, because you taught this in such a unique and inspiring way. It made me think outside of the parameters of this class and this, this curriculum and started me thinking about this. Next paragraph, you say, I've been thinking a lot recently about my core values, and I really respect your opinion. I wonder if we could chat for just a couple of minutes about some questions that I have so I could understand your perspective on these things and then say, thanks so much. And then your name and send it off send that same email. Of course, the first paragraph is different for these two teachers because you're going to be very specific. Send that same kind of email to both teachers and then prepare over the next week to have a conversation with them. Listen to that podcast so that you can understand a little bit more about what specifically you can talk about with those teachers when you meet with them. But the important thing has already happened. You have sent an email of gratitude to a teacher who gets almost no gratitude, almost no appreciation all year long. This teacher is going to spend his or her family time or sleep time or personal time to write your letter of recommendation in a couple of months. It is really important that they have a positive regard for you that goes above and beyond just, I really enjoy having this person in my class because they're curious and they're a great student. You want them to feel how grateful you are for them. And that's going to make them more excited about taking their personal time to write this letter of recommendation for you. All right. Later on, as you listen to the other podcast, you'll hear those tips about you're going to want to actually write most of that letter of recommendation for your teacher. You'll want to write your brag sheet or write to answer the questions that they're going to ask you in order to write a better letter of recommendation for you. You're going to want to be very specific and write in a way that they can copy and paste. And again, I say that from experience. I've been around teachers for a very, very long time. If you can save them a few minutes or even 30 minutes or 40 minutes on that letter of recommendation, they'll be grateful and you'll get a much better letter of recommendation as a result. Okay, but I'm not going to go into detail now. The point of this podcast right now is to remind you, if you are a junior, those emails should be sent out about this week. Next week is fine, too, but don't let it go beyond that. You want there to be a real gap between this appreciation and this conversation about your core values and the time that you request a letter of recommendation so that they don't see any kind of connection between the two. Of course, you know ahead of time that you're trying to foster this relationship and ensure that you get a very, very uniquely strong letter of recommendation. Uh, And this is the way that you set that up. You prime the pump ahead of time. All right, so juniors, go back into the Ivy League challenge. If you're a part of my course and go, you can get any of the worksheets that we have about your contradictions, your surprises, uh, all of those worksheets that we did, the the three words that describe you at your best, uh, et cetera, et cetera. There's a number of different worksheets that you can use. Any of that can be great material when you ask your teacher about how they view you and your core values. Uh, If you don't have any of those things, if you're not one of my students, then have a sincere conversation about what matters most to you and just hear out what your teacher says about their perspective, their perception of you, and what they think your core values are. You'll have a great conversation. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if that conversation is awkward or if you feel like it didn't go very well. It just doesn't matter. The teacher is going to come away from this conversation that you have in the next week or two. After you send this email, you'll probably have that conversation relatively soon, right? And the teacher is going to come away from that conversation just feeling like, man, here's this really young student, 15, 16 years old, who shares genuine appreciation for people that are working hard for their success. Makes me really want to to vouch for that person. Makes me really want to get in their corner and support them. And it makes me feel great that I chose to be a teacher. Of all the things that I could have done, I chose to influence teenagers in this really meaningful way. And I know not every teacher is like that. Some teachers are just teaching because that's a job. But most of the people that you're going to request a letter of recommendation from are teaching because they chose to teach. They want to make a difference on the next generation. And when you send them that letter of gratitude, you send them an email that says, I really appreciate all the hard work and the dedication that you put into making this class more interesting you've piqued my curiosity in the subject matter, you've made me a fan of this or that, you are influencing me, that email is going to mean a lot to that teacher. I promise you. And then the conversation, when you just say, I've been thinking a lot about my core values and I'd love to hear your opinion, and you start that conversation with them, it almost doesn't matter how that conversation goes. The fact that you're talking about core values with a teacher in this state of kind of gratitude and appreciation and respect for them they're going to come away with that remembering that you're a really special, amazing student, a really unique, incredible person. And they're going to want to vouch for you in a unique and incredible way in a couple of months. And you'll be able to remind them of this in your prep sheet, right? Whether you create a brag sheet or you just send them an email that says, here are a few thoughts that I had about potential content for your letter of recommendation, whatever. Most likely they're going to ask you to provide them with information. And even if they don't, if you, if you volunteer it, They're going to be grateful. Okay, so later on, you can make sure that this ends in an outstanding letter of recommendation, but you have to plant the seeds now. And if you're a junior, that means this week. Send off those emails and have an incredible conversation with your favorite teachers. You'll feel great too.